welcome to Get Offset. My name is Emily. And I'm Nisa Bell. And we're coming at you live from Seattle. I don't know why I always say live when, like, obviously it's being recorded. Well, I mean, we're recording it live. We're live. Yeah. Well, like, we're not going to do 17 takes of this. No. <laughs> right? This is absolutely Please? not the second, third, nor fourth take. No, that'd be ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, always check your gain settings, friends, because sometimes you clip. So I, <laughs> I made you laugh because I, I, this is a fully serious way I check microphones. I just uh -huh. go he up, he up, he up, cheek, cheek, and uh, <laughs> I don't know why I started doing that, but I think it worked. I think it's effective. Yeah, no, everyone's got their like weird things. I think they do like when they're checking microphones. So I. I think I told you before, I got my start as an audio engineer. Mm. And so like when I was working live sound gigs, one of the engineers I used to work with, he would always go up to the mic and would say, Christina Aguilera <laughs> into the mic for 15 minutes straight. And his logic was, this gets you your, your sibilance test. It gets you your like plosives. It gets you. Where's the plosive in Christina Aguilera? That's a good Aguilera. question. I guess he was counting the T as a plosive. Christine. Yeah, I guess that was yeah. it, yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Christina. no P's, no B's. I guess a heavy glottal stop on the G, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you do what you must do. Absolutely. And to keep yourself entertained because it's boring. <laughs> it is. And I don't know if there's a. Find me someone who, like, feels cool and looks cool checking a microphone because I have yet to meet that person. Man, once I did a sound check with my friend mm -hmm. uh, in Nashville where it's just like, you don't play Wagon Wheel. And uh, so we, we checked with Wagon Wheel, but instead of actually singing it, we just meowed. That's amazing. <laughs> we were so sober and being so weird. It's like three years ago. <laughs> Four years ago, I guess. 20. I feel bad. 2019, yeah. Dude, growing up like in that peak emo culture scene, like mm -hmm. um, seeing kids on on MySpace, you know, teased up hair, all that stuff. We would check the microphone saying things like Shrek, Shrek one, or Shrek mix. <laughs> that sounds very, very, that sounds right. That, yeah, that, absolutely. That, that hits right for scene kids. Yeah, that's, it's very raw XD yeah. bullshit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if scene kids turned into hipsters directly. I don't know if that like happened because yeah. I was not a scene kid per se. I was uh -huh. friends with the scene kids, but I was like listening to Americana. Okay. So that was weird. They didn't like my music and I was like, <laughs> yours is not great either. <laughs> if I can speak to my own evolution, please. I think yes. Okay. Because, you know, the same fake dummy glasses that all the scene kids were wearing <gasps> became hipster glasses because then those kids, once they hit like high school, college, needed real glasses. Yeah. Like, hey, I've been wearing these fake ones all my life. I might as well. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I there was a kid at my college who didn't even have frames in his, like no lenses. You mean no, no. I'm sorry, no, no lenses in his frames. Okay, I was like, you mean contacts? I've had so much coffee today. <laughs> no, I've had none. I'm so tired. Yeah, I should work so on that. <laughs> yeah, so I I, woke, I didn't sleep great last night because uh, I was too busy watching my cat chase her tail right there for like no, I couldn't sleep, so I came in here and then mm -hmm. she was like loving this open space. This is my new space, guys. Like. It is uh, bigger than the previous space. I still obviously still need to decorate, though I've started. I love it. Thank you. It has to go back downstairs, though. Oh, that's a shame. I'll yeah, say, is this supposed to be your cat here? It's Gary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, so I woke up. I was like, I would love to make a toasted English muffin. And mm -hmm. it wasn't already cut, so I went to cut it. And I'm holding it up right like a fucking idiot. And I did slice my finger 
right before you came over. You woke up and chose violence. <laughs> violence chose me. Violence chose me. So I think it's fine. It was kind of like on the upper part of the finger, so it's not like I will have any trouble playing or fretting, but I was really, I cried. <laughs> I was so sad. I was so, so tired. And then you wake up and you slice the shit out of your finger with a serrated knife. You're like, I don't want to get stitches. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, from my perspective, I was, like, starting to get really worried because... So here's how it was from my end. I texted Emily. I'm like, hey, is it all right if I come over, you know, at this time? Mm -hmm. And she's like, I think so. But I just kind of cut the shit out of my finger. So let me text you back in five minutes. Oh. 20 minutes goes by. And I'm, and I'm like, I, dude, I, th I think she's dead. Like, I did not I even think about that. Because Rick said we can look at your finger in five minutes. And then I was kind of like not doing anything. And then I was like, is it five minutes yet? He's like, no. And then he was like, so it's not bleeding through the gauze. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about something else. Absolutely. Fenders had a big month, like past four weeks at least. Mm -hmm. They released the Ventera 2 series line, which I think you can attest to fucking rules. It is incredible. From what I played so far now in that line, I've played two of the six, seven releases? Nice. Like the Jazz Master yeah. and I played the Telia Guitar Center the other day. Mm. I am looking for the base six. I want yeah. to play this Ventera 2 base six so badly and I can't find it anywhere. So. Well, I know one person who is supposed to demo it and he hasn't mm -hmm. gotten it yet as far as I know. Okay. But what he did get was the Tone Master Pro, Ooh. their floorboard modeling unit. And so I have... Uh, the Tone Master um, Super Reverb, mm -hmm. and I really like that amplifier. I think it sounds, you know, pretty good. It's not as good as like my my Benson. <laughs> of yeah, course. that's fair. But you know, it gets the job done, and it weighs like nothing. Mm -hmm. So the I'm kind of confused about the name Tone Master Pro. Obviously, they're going off the fact that the Tone Master amps did well, but it seems to me the technology and like the layout, all of that, it's more. Reminiscent of the like the Mustang GTX 100 yeah. and stuff like that. But I guess you can do more effect chains. Mm -hmm. So is that the vibe that you got? Because obviously it's that, that the Mustang had like a bunch of different amp sounds, mm -hmm. a bunch of different effects, and you used your phone to like chain them together. <laughs> yeah, I mean, from what I was getting looking into it was that it does seem much more as like a development of that Mustang line as yeah. opposed to... Yeah, the Tone Master part was kind of confusing. Um, yeah. But yeah, it just seems like it's taking that, that Mustang platform, using some of what they developed in the mm -hmm. Tone Master line as far as like the amp, I don't know if you want to call it emulation, but just their, their digital amps. Yeah. Um, and kind of positioning it as a direct competitor to something like the Helix. Yes, and it is uh, $1,700, $1,699 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And was it, oh gosh, was it Neural DSP that then immediately dropped the price of theirs? Yep. Like They're like, well, our stuff's cheaper now, so we're passing those savings along to you. I'm like, well, that timing is suspicious. It really is. Almost suspicious. like they're trying to get ahead of something. <laughs> Almost like it, because like that, like, it's not the new thing anymore, Yeah. obviously. And even, like I don't really know which is better. I feel like I've heard people talk about their issue with that is there's like a lag between switching amp modes mm -hmm. and that makes it relatively unplayable if you need to do that. Switch amp modes like mid-song. Totally, yeah. So I'm like, well, I understand why that would have a latency, but also I can understand why for you in particular, it would make it unusable. That might be a problem if you're yeah. trying to do that. I feel like the last thing that you want on stage is for not 
things not to act instantaneously. Yeah. Can you imagine there's a delay in switching pickups? Oh or my like, god. Or like, hold on, my pedal needs to buffer before I turn it on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god. So I don't know if the Tone Master does that. I've, I haven't gotten to play one. Yeah. They look really cool, and everyone I know who's tried one really likes it. Mm -hmm. And they tell, and I don't know, that's not my world. Like, I have an HX Stomp XL, and that's my full foray into that and like the pod go and stuff but i've never played with like an actual helix floor unit mm -hmm. or anything like that have you i've played with the helix a little bit mm -hmm. and i actually was a pretty big fan of it like full disclosure i'm not like the hugest fan of the, those multi-effects units um i kind of get a little bit paralyzed by choice yeah um I think especially with like the routing choices because exactly. sometimes you, you can do really complex routing with some of these i had the boss the Boss like 100 GT Core, like whatever that was, like their HX Stomp. Mm -hmm. And like the whole like way that they did the routing, like this makes no sense to my baby brain. Yeah, absolutely. And the menu diving. I think that's something that all of the units, like something like the, the Helix, the, the Neural DSP one, yeah. and possibly even this Thunder one, which I have not tried either, yeah. uh, may struggle with. But there's not really a way to get around the menu diving if you're trying to have that many different effects in there. Yeah, when you want to do things like set lists mm -hmm. and you want to have so many different kinds of sounds, because I think, I, I do gen genuinely think most players can get away with a single pedal board. It's just yes. a lot of people don't want to because they want the more things. But like when you think about like what are you using with your band, do you need all of the things? But if you want all of the things, you can have it. And it's really beneficial if you're, like, doing cover bands or in a bunch of different bands and they're all different kinds of music. Mm -hmm. Like, that's so much easier to sit down, spend the day, program it, and then before the show you just make the set list on totally. your phone or whatever. Yeah, I was thinking, like, when I see these multi-effects units, the first time I saw one outside of, like, entry-level units that you see... I. I'm forgetting there's like a Digitech line where all the units were like a hundred something dollars. Yeah. And one for bass, one for guitar. But the first time I saw a more professional one was the Line 6, like the M6. Did you ever see that? No, line? that's not was, familiar. I might be getting it wrong, but it's it's definitely, an, it starts with an M. Mm -hmm. But I saw it a lot when I used to play in musicals. Oh. Because that's somewhere where you would definitely need that. Where yeah. every single song is almost like a different band is playing. But as far as for like a gigging musician in a band, I don't totally see the use case because mm -hmm. you're going to use all this menu diving to find your sound and then stay on it. Maybe yeah. if you're in 50 different bands, totally. Which, you know, I, a lot of people are. I play in two different bands and then mm -hmm. I do pickup gigs several times a year. Totally. So I do need to like build and reboard build and rebuild boards good lord like <laughs> like a couple times a year yeah and uh i think that there's this cycle that i've noticed too people will sell their pedals they'll buy a helix or something like this mm -hmm. and then they'll miss pedals yeah. <laughs> and then they'll like just okay well let me just sell this and get pedals again because there's something kind of fun about being able to uh just like ugh. guitar pedals are modular they are mm -hmm. kind of an, rick always calls them an inconvenient hobby because every time you get one you have to like rebuild your board around it kind of but thing there's kind of there's some it's fun in that i love rebuilding my board <laughs> yeah yeah i totally i don't know like i i also see the benefit in a touring band in general because then you are reducing so much of what you have to bring mm -hmm. but i'll tell you i think i don't think i'm alone in that one of my mo the most exciting things to me about the Tone Master Pro series 
is the FRFR amps, the speakers. Oh, Did like you see the those? IRs? Yeah. No, it, it's just like it's a full range flat response speaker that looks like a Fender amp. They have a 12-inch speaker and a 10-inch speaker. How did I miss these? No, I've not seen that at all. They're, I love that there's a 10-inch speaker version. Mm -hmm. uh, I have the... So when I play with the HX Stomp, I have a backup in case they don't want to run it direct. I have the uh, Power Cab. Mm -hmm. And I love that thing. It doesn't super duper look like an amp. It doesn't look like a loudspeaker either, okay. which is important. And it has like speaker module, like speaker emulators built into it. So it's more than like this FRFR kind of thing, which is just like, here is a speaker, mm -hmm. full range flat response that looks like an amp. So it's like, <laughs> you don't feel weird about it. Or yeah. I do really like that. And that it has a 10 inch speaker. So cool. I just prefer the 10 inch punch sometimes i i totally get that yeah. yeah i know a lot of people love you know their their 412s or four mm. like i've even seen someone recently who was playing a 215 cab <laughs> is he a bassist no no it's for guitar okay yeah it sound deep yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it was good it was it was metal so oh, like yeah. it, you know time and place but no i i think that's for especially an apartment-based studio mm. 10 inch speaker is fantastic Totally. Yeah, it's what I use, too. Yeah. So, yeah. So, looking at some of the specs, because we both have it pulled up. Totally. It comes in one color. It comes in one... It, you, they it, make it very clear that you can choose the one color. I like that it, it's so funny to me. I mean, I obviously, this is just, like, something that's built into their website, yeah. so they have to do it. But it's it's very funny. It's $16.99.99. Uh, Tone Master Pro is the, fir the first no-compromise multi-effects guitar workstation that features the amazing sound quality the Tone Master series is used known for yeah <laughs> i mean but it's i guess i mean is, is it really the same technology that's being used in the amps mm -hmm. like would that does that mean that technically you could like do a firmware update and change like what your amp tone master amp is because i don't think that's quite the case yeah so it features over a hundred of the world's most popular amps and effects including all of the classic tone master fender models the first officially licensed EVH5153 Stealth model. All right. Interesting. Another can't live without. I feel like that should be hyphenated. Yeah, I think I think it's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah, can't live without classics uh, for are writers. You, are you copy editing the I am, website. I am. <laughs> I'm sorry, Fender. <laughs> I just I, I would. <laughs> I would hey, have this, put is, this is not MLA. <laughs> I would I would have put hyphens in between can't live without. Uh, lightweight, rugged, stage-friendly form factor. I heard it's plastic, though, but I cannot confirm. Oh, I just assumed looking at it, like, and also yeah. with, with the Helix and the Neural DSP, like, those are... Like aluminum chassis. Yeah. Something. I would, I would have expected that, too. People are like, that's a deal breaker. I'm like, <laughs> this is, I mean, maybe. I mean, I, I played on plastic pedals. Fine, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're like, it can't withstand the rigors of the road. I'm like, it probably can. Mm -hmm. That's probably not going to be the problem. No, I don't think that's the issue, really. No, I think there is. I'd be more worried about power surges. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you get on the stage and there's a power surge, it just fries your whole everything. Oh, yeah, I know my, my brother's had the worst luck with that. He has, okay. he's gone through four Voodoo Labs power supplies now because just of power surges or just like bad outlets at practice spaces and at <gasps> stages. <laughs> That's like, well, at least it's the voodoo lab and not everything. Absolutely, yeah. And it was very thankful he wasn't using a one spot, so. 
So it says it has 100 amps and effect models mm -hmm. and 6,000 IRs. That's gratuitous. That's a lot. Plus, you can add your own. Like, it supports third-party. Party IR support. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm curious if any of these, I don't know if they do have a way that you can just record your own, as opposed to importing an IR file, but just, you know, like, on a oh, convolution like, reverb, you can import an audio file that you've recorded yeah. uh, as your IR. I bet you could. Okay. I, I mean, I would assume that's covered under the third-party IR support. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't really do that. Mm -hmm. I always find that, like, the things that I'm given in the boxes that I pay for are pretty good. I mean, if you're getting 6,000 6, IRs, 6,000. 6, like, that's so many. How do you choose? They have to be, like, minor variations. <laughs> like, this is the first row at the Ryman Auditorium. This is the second, third, fourth. <laughs> this is with the SM57 one centimeter away from mm -hmm. the grill. This is 1.5 centimeters. Yes, this is the, this is this Royer, this is that Royer. <laughs> it, that's gratuitous. But at least you know that like, if you're like, I just really like, uh, like uh, the, God, I can't even, the, the Austrian audio, whatever. And I'm just gonna use that. I'm gonna use Austrian audio. Mm -hmm. They're good, those are really good microphones. I've tried them out. Yeah. A seven-inch color touchscreen, and that's cool. Mm -hmm. The touchscreen is cool. I don't know if the others have touchscreens. I thought the Helix did for some it reason. Might. I might. It might. At the stomp, it's like you just have to, like rely on the twisty knobs. Yeah. And that's, you know, intuitive and fine, but touchscreen. That'd be kind of cool. That's kind of cool. S innovative song in setless modes. I'm curious what makes them innovative. <laughs> One thing I like about like the Line 6 stuff is doing snapshots, mm -hmm. so you can like make changes to multiple effects at once in the same song and then go back. Yeah, that's super cool. I love yeah. anything that has like an instant recall effect. Like mm -hmm. they, some of the newer digital consoles, I say newer, and this has been a thing for like the past decade, um, like you can just recall like a song and it sets all your faders, yeah. all your EQ, and that's, that's, that's incredible. That's so cool. Yeah. A 60 second stereo looper. Okay. I feel like I feel like three minutes would be better. I was like, it's six, sixty seconds. Does that fly in twenty twenty three? That's not very long. No, but doesn't I think the Ditto X two alone gets you like yeah. close to five minutes? Five minutes, I think, should be the minimum. Like mm -hmm. that's that's like maybe the sweet spot. I think three minutes should be the minimum. Yeah, but especially if you have all these options, like it feels like the looper should be kind of a key part of that. Yeah. But How much more memory would it take to make the looper longer? Ooh, can you put in a memory card? Is that a thing? I didn't oh. see that on here. I don't see that. Four effects loops. Four! <laughs> like, like, like on the unit itself. Four on the unit itself, so you can put your fuzz pedals before every, like, in mm -hmm. wherever you want it. Oh, that's, that's actually a lot. That's kind of cool. So you could use this with other pedals, but it's so big. Yeah, I'm saying if you're using it as a loop selector, that's, that's an expensive loop selector. <laughs> Uh, well, but at least you don't have to have another one if you want that. That's true, that is, yeah. Uh, instrument and XLR mic input so you can sing through it. That's really That's cool. That's cool. I wonder if you could do separate signal chains for your vocals. I'd assume so. Well, yeah. uh, I mean, going back to the effects loops, like, I'm curious, like, how that routing works in terms of internal versus external. Yeah. Yeah. Because I wonder if, if you can play If there's it. a lot of, like, internal um, usage of that, then I totally see you having, like, a separate yeah. channel strip for that. Totally. Uh, pr 10 propriety foot switch encoders with LCD scribble strips. I love that. Mm -hmm. I think, oh God, the people who make the Beat Buddy. I had this guy on the podcast and I've forgotten his name. The guy from War Dogs. 
Christ. Singular sound. They have a MIDI, um, the like selector controller, and mm-hmm. it, it has the same like digital scribble strips. And he says he's the first person who did that. So that's super handy because I, I mean, even looking at my physical pedals, I forget which ones which sometimes. Yeah, for real. <laughs> True preset spillover of delay and reverb trails for seamless, so it doesn't just stop. Mm-hmm. So it's buffered bypass. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Firmware updates over USB, mm-hmm. um, and that that also like, I'm glad they have that. That's important, but it does make me wonder about like what will happen when because it is more of a story of when mm-hmm. uh, support is no longer continued for the device. And firmware updates do seem to make it so that things last longer, but... It still has a lifespan. Like, if they don't sell these like they expect to, mm-hmm. how, like, I, I really wish that it would say with guaranteed X years of support. Yeah. Like, video, you buy a video game, they're like, guaranteed this many years of updates sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not making that up. No, no, I think that's the real yeah, thing. Yeah, I think it's the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta be real with you. I'm not too big into the gaming space. So. Oh, good lord! I mostly play Pokemon and Zelda. Yeah, I'm like mostly playing Stardew Valley stuff. Oh, I love Stardew Valley. <laughs> who do you marry in Stardew Valley? <sighs> Which time? Because like, like, who's your go-to? Like, if you had, if you're like speed running a marriage. If I'm speed running Sebastian. Really? Yeah. Come on, emo with kid. The guitar? Like, oh, <laughs> he lives with his mom. <laughs> Still. <laughs> no, he's sweet. I like when he takes he you to his rock show. Yeah, and also, like, because you're, you know, you're going to the mines a bunch already. You're getting mm. all this frozen oh, tears. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a marriage of convenience, but yeah. it's... At least it, it's like a... No, wait. You you have to actually go through the house to get to his little... You do. Room. You have to yeah. go to the basement. Yeah. The, he lives <laughs> in his mom's basement. Which is totally fine. It's fine. No, Robin's cool. Yeah, Robin's super cool. She Demetrius, has the backbone so of that entire community. Demetrius, yeah, not, not so much. Not he so puts much. some bats in your cave. Like, that's that's it. Or mushrooms, which yeah. is worse. I always marry Harvey because... Mm, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. Are you excited about the 1.6 updates? I didn't even hear about this. We'll talk about that. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's do that. Um, Where are we? Uh, Compatible with the desktop app. I sure shit hope so. (laughs) See, that I feel like is great because we were talking about menu diving, it being a hassle. If you can like set everything up on your laptop or on your PC beforehand, then that's great. Yeah. I wonder if you can actually like use the app on the PC. I guess I would assume you can use it without the, do you think the Tone Master have to be plugged in to like program it? It says it has a Bluetooth wireless connection. That's for streaming audio. You know, I would assume if it doesn't explicitly say Wi-Fi connectability, then it's probably you have to have it plugged in. Yeah. Yeah. Over 500 user presets. That's a good number. Mm -hmm. I would say if it was over 100, I'd be like, that's not enough. Now, and that's ins- that's like wild to say. Yeah, that a hundred would not be enough, but for a lot of people, it wouldn't. Yeah, and this is actually something that I'm curious about, and why I think a lot of people are choosing like the neural DSP over even say the Line Six Helix is because of the used presets. They've created mm-hmm. this whole ecosystem where, you know, guitar players like Pliny or Tim Henson, they can say like, hey, if you like this tone go download my neural DSP. Line 6 has that. Do they have that? Yeah, they okay. do. Okay, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, because you can, you can, it was when I talked to my um, my rep over there, he's like, mm-hmm. do, do you do presets? Because you can sell presets. You can sell them. Okay. And he's like, it's a good way to make money. Yeah. So, but I'm do like, you yeah. think that they're going to be able to get the same sort of ecosystem built around this one? I'll That's tell what you I'm what, they already do because it's available with the Mustang. 
Okay. And uh, if you have Fender Play on the Mustang, I sound like I'm a shill, but actually <laughs> the truth is my mom just had, I gave her my Mustang amp and she used Fender Play, so I know that's because of her. That's so cool, your place like, play. <laughs> it's my mom. Yeah. yeah. So she uh, she could like be like, I want to learn how to play um, this David Bowie song. And they'd be mm -hmm. like, and you can go ahead and download the tone print or whatever it's called. And so you can get like the sound okay. or some really close approximation of what you would expect to hear on Bowie's record. That's all. I think that's that's, that's really, really cool. good to hear because that's when I see yeah. something new coming out like this. That's what I wonder is if it's mm. going to be able to compete in that same marketplace of yeah. like, I don't know, signature sounds. Yeah, I think it. I think it will, especially if Fender has so many artists. I bet mm -hmm. they would really like try to work with as many of those as possible to be like, hey, her. Yeah. Do you, can we do this? You could make money. <laughs> like, uh, if we could put, we slap your name on it. We pay you a royalty. Mm -hmm. But it, like, I, I, I think that they have the resources. It just depends on if they. I think they could have the resources. It depends on what they allocate those resources that way. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Bluetooth wireless connection for streaming audio from a mobile device. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you can play Spotify through it. Uh, yeah, so my mom uses that for playing along to a song. Okay. So that's how she would use it. Or I think what you could do is play some, like, pick your own pre-show. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's nice that that's a thing, because I remember yeah. very specifically, like, hooking up an iPod to my friend's Atlantic Spider. Using oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, I... Also, those Mustang amps, they are essentially just really large Bluetooth speakers. Yeah. So that's one way to use it. Get a 100-watt Bluetooth speaker. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Stereo quarter-inch headphone output for silent practice. Mm-hmm. And compatible with emission engineering expression pedal for real-time control. Like, like, it's a separate expression pedal. I wish it was built in. Yeah. But I guess that'd, no. be, a little, that'd be a little pod go-y, I guess. It would be, but yeah. at the same time, like... I don't know. I, I I wish it were built in. If they're gonna already make it compatible with yeah. those parameters, that's seven inch seven inch color touchscreen. That's cool. That looks nice. And the scribble strips. I like how legible those are. Yeah, with the colors on the buttons too. Yeah, six thousand IRs. Yeah, this is these are slight variations. It really mm -hmm. it, you're, you weren't joking about half an inch. <laughs> Did you yeah. see that? That's it's insane. literally half an inch. That's amazing. And then those loops. Left stereo, right. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it's a cool product. It's just like, is it too late to the market? Yeah. Do people like buy it for, at this price? Like, could they have made it cheaper? I don't know. Maybe. Like, if you make it too cheap, people will just think it's cheap. Yeah. Is the problem. But I mean, it's a super cool unit. I, I'm excited to try one out whenever they put up the display stand at Guitar Center because you know they're going to do one. They, they fully are. Well, maybe. We'll talk about that later too but um this fr10 mm -hmm. you can see kind of the speaker oh, situation yeah. in there that's really cool yeah i love that it looks like an yeah. amp yeah so i don't know if this will work at all but i'm just gonna try it <laughs> did it refocus rick but yeah it does look like an amp and it has onboard eq mm -hmm. and stuff and a little kickback that's nice so yeah it has onboard eq More volume amps need the kickback. they do they really do they really do i Need it, and it's five hundred bucks is not that bad. I don't. If you're already, if you're already paying like seven hundred dollars, whatever. <laughs> um, it just like makes it what a twenty two hundred dollar investment. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's an investment, and you have to be damn sure 
that this is what you want and that yeah. you'll get your money's worth out of it. And if it's exactly what you're looking for, though, you won't have to buy gear for, Ever. at least in terms of amps and pedals, for a very long time till, till support is cut. Yeah, so the unit is ten under nine pounds, I think they said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The FRFR, the FR10 is 26 pounds with a tilt back, classic fender design, and a three band active EQ and cut control. That's super That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's it's cool. Mm -hmm. I would love to try one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even the fact that it weighs that little, nine mm -hmm. pounds for the actual uh, tone master and then what'd you say for the for the speaker 500 pounds oh like 26 <laughs> oh my god <laughs> 500 what? pounds sorry you know? <laughs> yeah already like if you want to play a fender twin but you don't want to lift a fender twin dude like yeah, <laughs> that's true well i think uh we've done talked about that that tone master pro yeah absolutely I, I and you know if any of you get to try it out maybe let us know what you think of it. Yeah, I gotta check out Ryan Burke's video. It's next on my list. But I've seen a few and everyone seems really happy with them. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm gonna go check those out after this then. Yeah, for sure. After lunch. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so everybody out there, please check out Nisei Bell on YouTube and Instagram. And uh, anything else? To... No, I mean, Ooh. come on over to the channel, check me out on Instagram, and otherwise, tune into the next episode. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, subscribe, obviously, and get notifications so that I gotta stop pointing with that finger. So. <laughs> Everyone who's listening is uh, not looking is going to be a little bit confused, but I'll post a picture for you guys. Well, check us out on Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com slash get offset for as little as $5 a month. You get access to our exclusive Discord server and a sticker. I'm pretty sure a $10 level now includes a mug. I'm working on more stuff for the Patreon. So be uh, on the lookout for that. They have merch at getoffsetpodcast.com slash shop. Um, please like, comment, subscribe, leave a review. If you're listening on Spotify, thank you. That's extremely helpful for the monetization of this podcast. Well, I've probably already said it, but I'll say it again to everybody out there. Thanks for listening slash watching. Thanks for understanding. And until next time, my name is Emily. And I'm Lisa Bell. Goodbye.